0: So, welcome to the Nine Hertz Podcast. We've begun there with the sounds of a band called Yun that you found, Pete, absolutely um, cutting stuff. And a really strange kind of aesthetic, I guess. It's, it's, it's almost like Nordic looking, but it's uh, actually from the Shetlands, I, I gather. Is that right? Yeah, and what, like, your perfect kind of breeding ground for, for like, that cavernous doom
1: sound as well. You know, you can just imagine it just the environment feeding into it.
0: Yeah, I mean, it comes across, I mean... It's got that kind of epic black metal sort of sound, hasn't it? But it's it's also got something of the death about it. And yeah, I just, I quite enjoyed
1: this one. This song in particular has kind of got, it reminds me of a tone of low actually in in parts of it, but also, you know, it's got that kind of real kind of uh, full bulked up kind of doom sound of bands like Conan and High on Fire, even bits of Witcher on the album as well, you know? So just, you know, it's always going to appeal that type of music to us. And I, I kind of love it on the bandcamp as well. There's some amazing self descriptions. I kind of say there are uh, purveyors of North Sea Doomgrass and uh, pioneers of Power Lounge, which is nonsensical and brilliant at the same time. Yeah, and also there's they they describe themselves as Muckle, which is a Scottish word which I had to look up. Um, and means large and huge, which brilliant. is completely
0: <laughs> apt. So yeah, yeah, really good. Yeah, there's, there's an old phrase, isn't there, Many mix, make a muckle or something like that, I don't know, I don't know what it means even. But yeah, I mean, that's a cottage industry in itself, isn't it? I mean, um, they're, they're sort of creating their own genre, North Sea Doomgrass, um, I think they're possibly the only people playing that <laughs> that genre, so yeah, they should probably copyright that or something, really cool. Um, yeah, so I mean, you can get that, uh, it's from an album called One, uh, and that was a song called Ride North, you can get that at yundoom.bandcamp.com, just thought that was... A Brilliant, brilliant piece of work there. So, as ever, we've got nine amazing tunes that we've uh, sort of handpicked this week uh, from submissions and just browsing uh, and sort of things we've taken in by Osmosis this week. I think we've played every single release from the next uh, label so far, Surviving Sounds, and with good reason. Everything they've released has been absolutely brilliant. Uh, they've even done like remix albums so far. Their latest signing, I guess, um, is Underdark, who we've played many times on the podcast. And uh, yeah, they're putting out their. I, I think it's their debut album. Um, to be honest, I think they've they've done bits and pieces here and there, but I think this is yeah their their kind of first uh, fully sort of rounded release. Uh, and it's getting a vinyl release and a cassette release uh, via this via this UK label. And yeah, as expected, this is brilliant. I don't know what you made of this pick because we've we've kind of heaped praise on this band before, haven't we? Uh,
1: yeah, and similarly, I can't believe it's their debut. You know, or debut album anyway, because. Um, but I think what what that points to is the fact that they've they've been on it from the start, you know, like from the split they did split with Anta and the EPs. They kind of they had a, a, a kind of single out last year with with the Cure cover on it, and they've always been, you know, fr- right from the start, they've been exceptional. Just to say on the labels as well, it's a it, couple of other labels through Love in the EU and then Tridroid in the US, who we played last amazing. week. You know, yeah. played a record from last week. So, you know, these brilliant labels like putting out music so you know so regularly now it's it's, it's really good to see but yeah in terms of Underdark, it's they'll always be associated with that kind of as being one of the lead bands in the kind of anti-fascist black metal resistance from the uk you know along with dawn raid who will kind of always be associated with you know in that sense uh, that's amazing in its own right but kind of then ally that to this brilliant black metal that they produce and there's no weakness there you know that they're, they're absolutely you know the are kind of perfect band and what i love about them is how they've got elements of kind of atmospheric and like post whatever black metal you know and that's that you could hear it in this song through kind of you know bits of lightness and bits of emotion coming through yeah but it's still ferocious this isn't kind of you know full-on give it you know like death heaven type stuff it's still that kind of ferocious black metal you still feel it you know like kind of as an attack And, and it sounds it sounds amazing
0: yeah i think the contrast between the post-metally and shoegaze bits and the uh yeah the full-on black metal are, are just brilliant and this is kind of i think what they've possibly been aiming at before and this is like this their sort of sound realized so um yeah really impressed with this they've also said they're giving um one pound per sale to a charity in nottingham called Himmer, um who tackle poverty mental health and uh, racism in nottingham so um that's Amazing stuff, you know. Staying true to their sort of roots and um, you know helping where they can, basically. So that's amazing. So the album is called "Our Bodies Burn Bright on Reentry," and we're going to play the song "Coyotes." You can pre-order the full uh, digital release as well as a vinyl and cassette via SurvivingSounds.BankUp.Com if you're in the UK, and as we said, uh, Tridroid uh, in America and Through Love in Europe. discord from norway who sound just frantic and pretty harrowing to be honest um so pete you found this yeah it, it sounds just huge doesn't it
1: there's um i'll start like i saw on uh bank on a different album somebody like the comments from somebody and it's it, it it's worth repeating which is art students playing autopsy on acid <laughs> um and i like that a lot. so yeah just throw then. there i came across this band last year when i was doing my hundred days of death metal you know, that lockdown experiment of getting into it. And it was when, towards the end of that, when I'd moved away from kind of the more obvious, the obvious bands and the obvious albums I'd missed out on. Um, And I was getting into the weirder stuff and looking for the, you know, recommendations there. And and somebody kind of pointed, or something pointed me towards Discord and uh, an album, I think it's called Doomscapes which has got this kind of strange artwork and and the, it's largely like a pink cover. And it's like, right, this this is, you know, this is different from, you know, already different from everything else that i would kind of listened to. I was really taken in with it. They, they've got a real kind of strange atmosphere about them. The, you know, it's, it's technical death metal, but without, you know, without getting into kind of like the brutal element of that, it's, it's technical in the weird and warped way, you know, like makes you feel really, you know, odd and alien. Uh, and that's i look that's that's how i like the, the kind of technical death metal and then the other day we surprised to find an, an email in the kind of Nine ninits uh, inbox saying they've got a new album coming out in a couple of months on transcending obscurity so i was really kind of happy to 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 find that and i kind of just um i just consumed it like straight away the whole thing is this living writhing kind of weird beast and it was everything I'd hoped for. It's the just kind of, they're not completely, you know, oddball or strange. They're just slightly off the straight and narrow, which makes that, you know, it makes them kind of bafflingly brilliant. And yeah, yeah this a really, I wasn't even sure they were still around. So to kind of find this, it makes me really
0: happy. It's amazing, isn't it? I mean, it sounds like uncanny to me. It sounds like, just like you say, something's off about it and something strange about it. That's, that's what makes it interesting. So yeah, we're gonna play the song Bionic Two Maternal. Uh, and it's from the uh, album *Degenerations*, and you can get this at discordband.bandcamp.com or via Transcending Obscurity Records. <laughs> So next up, we've got some uh, pretty miserable, sludgy, doomy sort of stuff from a band called Bog Monster from Melbourne, Australia. Simple, really. They've uh, released this cassette called Hell is Full, and, yeah, it it just kind of came up on, uh, I think it was Bandcamp Friday, the last Bandcamp Friday. And, uh, yeah, obviously the name was a a huge draw for me because I love stuff like that. But, um, yeah, just really unpleasant, blistering kind of riffs and and dirty vocals. It almost sounds like... um, Demo quality at, at times, which is um, a big tick for for me and and Pete, I, I guess. And uh, yeah, just thought it was um, a magnificent little release. So, thought we'd showcase it this week. Um, what did you reckon to it, Pete?
1: Yeah, pretty much, you know, spot on the same. I think you know, like like the name, like you say, it sounds like a you know, like, um, Ian Livingston, one of those you know role playing book monsters that you come across. Oh yeah, and, choose your own and then the, of... you know the artwork, which I kind of stared at for ages, and then. You know just the music's really cool too you know it's doom it's got a bit of de- death doom in there as well and then even bits of kind of stoner airiness in there you know which just gives it a little it makes them stand out a little bit it's not just kind of toe the line to a single genre so yeah i, I like this a lot
0: yeah I, I do like the um description of themselves they sort of um almost um describe themselves as adventurers into the realm of death and doom so yeah, anyone who sort of takes that leap into um, fantasy is, is is all good by us, really. Like we say, you can get the cassette, 12 Australian dollars, uh, at bogmonster.bankcamp.com This song is called Usurper. So the next track we're going to play is from a label that we've played many times called Nerve Alter, and they seem to uh, pick the most extreme and uh, inventive bands I guess. Um, they're a New York based label but they seem to sort of garner people from all over the world. This new uh, release is from a band called Bled to Submission and uh, yeah it, I mean we've heard the, the name today today's the day bandied around uh, in relation to this but I, I got like a, a sort of deathy vibe with a bit of thrashy sort of um, things going on. I mean Nerve Alter almost specialise in in weird grindcore, don't they? And this is inventive, but I probably wouldn't put it in that bracket.
1: Yeah, and, you know, they do... I always think of them as grindcore, but I was just looking through, and it's not just that, you know, there is this, you know, the wide range, and they're a really good label to follow. Um, And that's, you know, that's where I came across this band. And, And there's just something... This is the first track on the album, and within a couple of seconds, you kind of you're hit with it you know like it, it kind of just bristles with an aggressive energy and and that to me is where the you know the today today comparison is is really apt it's you know that kind of makes you feel uncomfortable and it feels menacing uh, it's, it's like a, a tornado of assault on your senses so really powerful stuff and it was you know it took me a a, a Maybe a couple of goes through, um, but once I was was kind of locked into that experience and like an endurance staring into a gale. Um, But I've listened to it so much since, you know. I think it came out on Bandcamp Friday, maybe. And ever since, I've kind of had this on, you know, routinely just because it's the whole feel of it, you know, like say, it's just full of energy and and spite. It, It feels almost like addictive, weirdly.
0: Yeah, I think that the best um, today's the day releases um, definitely have that, you know, uncomfortable feeling, almost like pressure on on the top of your head. It's it's um, quite sort of claustrophobic sounding, and I I think they've nailed that here. Really, really have. Um, So yeah, if you want to hear this record, um, you can get it at nervealter.bandcamp.com, and we're going to play the title track from the uh, record called "Bury Them in the Graves They Dug for You." So here at the podcast, we kind of welcome uh, people sort of sending things through to us to consider for for a quick listen. And sometimes people just catch us at the right time. So uh, this artist called Gravenfuss from Glasgow got in touch on Friday, I think. It's um, He's kind of like a noise artist. The record Spiritual Earthquake is just a very unpleasant kind of... Um, lots of static, lots of harsh noise uh, on here. Uh, I wouldn't want to sort of compare it to anyone, but the, the sort of um, list like Power Electronics as an influence, which is definitely in there. This this kind of, um, to me, would probably be very at home on the Trepanation Digital label because they, they release a lot of this kind of stuff, like, um, you know, very harsh, you know almost like maxed out um, volumes. Everything's in the red uh, at times. But this one's a bit more kind of, I wouldn't say chilled, but it's certainly a lot more kind of listenable than a lot of um, that kind of uh, lo-fi stuff can be. Um, this actually uh, features uh, Stuart from bosphorus who uh, we've played many a time uh used to be in a band called what bloodfield as well uh, and he kind of adds vocals and guitar uh, and the lyrics to this song Cottard. uh this is very claustrophobic and very uncomfortable um i know this might not be right up your street because it's, it's pretty obscure but i think you can appreciate the um the sort of aesthetic that they're trying to go for here yeah
1: yeah and you know the fact that you know like you say they're bringing in the the additional guitar and vocals, you know, changes it slightly. Almost, but it almost takes it into kind of, well, at least the out there kind of neurosis uh, bits, you know, and, and feels menacing and brooding as a result. You know, I like, I like the description as well, like where they self-describe themselves as lo-fi, drone and sorcery. So, yeah, not usually messed stuff, but it is, it, I find that, you know, a, a particularly this track, I found it really interesting.
0: Yeah, I think the, um, the album's actually quite meandering and uh, quite strange as well, so it's worth kind of... Um... Yeah, enveloping yourself in this in this strange noise. Uh, it looks like they've only been going since uh, March last year, so um, there's three releases on their Bandcamp. Uh, you can get this at Grab and Fuss. that's fuss with three S's, dot bandcamp.com, and uh, yeah, like I say, we're going to play the song Cotard. Next release is another one that's kind of taken me by surprise. Really, I didn't didn't really not to expect from the name and from the sort of album cover for this one. But yeah, it, it just sounds um, really inventive and really accomplished. I mean, Bank Ten Thousand Years. I presume named after the High on Fire song. I, I don't know, but yeah, um, that's not, that's yeah. 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 <laughs> but um, yeah, brilliant stuff. So Pete, you found this? Uh, I think we got sent it on email, and Richard, um, yeah, yeah. It's it's quite. It's a mix between our kind of kind of like stoner rock and a sort of heavier, doomier sound as well, isn't it? I I really, really enjoyed this one.
1: Yeah, it has that kind of bold bravado of of High on Fire, but also I think there's a real healthy dose of um, the sword in there, you know, and then, you know, that kind of galloping front foot, almost fantasy world of of the sword. So, and you know, there's a bit of, you know, the heavier bits, like, again, like Conan, I mentioned those in a a band earlier. And with the... Bits within the album and on, in the song itself, you know, towards the end of this, it kind of, well, maybe two thirds of the way through, it changes up slightly and, and it's kind of becomes more Stoner Rock. I'm reminded of, like Truck Fighters, the kind of, there's, there's a bit, there's a quiet bit which reminds me of El Rodeo by Kaya's. And then, you know, just, it's just a kind of a, a, amalgamation of all these great Stoner Doom bands and, and sounds, you know, it sounds huge and sounds, you know, fun. And, you know, that, that I love everything about it. It's kind of this riff full, kind of romping boisterousness about it. And, you know, that, that's inevitably going to be good, inevitably going to appeal to us. Uh, and then, you know, top it off with kind of the, the sci-fi art, although it does look like kind of the uh, Dagobah
0: from Star Wars. It but, yeah. <laughs> um,
1: it, it's just a real great package.
0: Yeah, really cool stuff. Um, and I, I think I'm actually going to go back and listen to their previous records as well. They did a record last year called, uh, I think, Self Titled One. So, uh, really interesting. Uh, yeah, so you can get this at 10000 yearsbandcampcom And we're going to play the song, uh, the only song that they've released so far, which is March of the Ancient Queen. So just to put a rocket up us uh, today, uh, we're going to sort of change up the pace, I guess, uh, with a band called Butcher in the Fog from London. I think we've reviewed them before, but yeah, this this new record just kind of uh, took me by surprise, really. It's got kind of motorhead vibes, it's, it, and it reminds me of one of my favourite bands of all time, which is Dukes of Nothing, um, kind of like a super group that came out of Iron Monkey and, and various other bands. It's got that kind of, yeah, I don't know, like rock and roll spirit to it while remaining quite sludgy. And I, get, I gather this band um, play quite a lot of gigs in London, so I'm hoping to see them at some point. What did you make of this one, Pete? Because I know we've uh, we've sort of uh, sort of talked about this band before. They're, they're a band I've kind of longed to see live, and you know, hopefully, we'll
1: do uh, one day soon once things start getting going again. And there's, they feel like there's a band. You know, there's, there's a lot more to them once you kind of scratch below the surface. You know, like from the last album, which I reviewed. You know, they, they had this you know strange artwork, just which. It was unusual and you know, you felt there's something more to them than kind of the the, you know, bug standard stone or rock, you know, that you can find in the UK. And then funnily enough, i d I've got kind of fond memories. I listed that album, you know, every now and again and there's, there's some you know, I listed some tracks on there every now and again. But then I reread the review the other day and I, I was saying it and I said back then, I think it came out in twenty eighteen, um it was a bit hit and miss in terms of the songs. And like from but, but the highs were very good. That's kind of what I'd, you know. The highs were really high. From uh, it's what's stated in the review, and I suppose that's fair. It's like my listening habits, I've only listened to those checks since. And as such, you know, I'd, I'd rather a band kind of, you know, try a lot and 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 kind of produce great songs rather than kind of just kind of a middle in album. If that makes sense. Um, and I think that's what they do. They seem to kind of pack in so much into their into the music that you know, it just flies past. And, and that's from that kind of punk attitude that you allude to and this restless vibe about them. so much energy and so many ideas. They don't feel the, the need to kind of spread those out across multiple songs or put everything into the one. I know, you know, that, I suppose that, that kind of leads to that kind of, um, there'll be these, you know, when that clicks, it, you know, that the chaos that that produces will, will be, will, will be glorious. And, and I think that that's the case. It, it, like say it, it, to me, that makes them a more exciting band a more, you know, a more exciting prospect than someone who's just produced a decent set of, you know, set of songs. Uh, and then, you know, brought to this song, you know, the first single off, off an upcoming album, and it, it, it proves it. It shows why, kind of, um, they're a band to follow and, you know, why, kind of, the hope for this album, will, you know, is, is huge. So they just feel like a band with, like, too much adrenaline <laughs> to just put, you know, like, just infusing
0: it into the music. And, you know, that will always win out. Yeah, I mean, th- they kind of list um, Thrash as an influence, and I think I can hear that in there. But it also reminds me of um, a lot of those black and roll bands that sort of do the rounds from, like, Norway and, and everything. Like I don't know if you've heard the band Vreed before. Yes, recently. Yeah, kind of um, almost um, that kind of spikiness of, of black metal, but combined with, uh, yeah, the, that kind of rock and roll, unrelenting kind of... Uh, galloping rhythm that thrash kind of gives you as well. So I, I love this. Um, so they're putting it out on vinyl and it looks like uh, you can pre-order it now. You can get this at butcherinthefog.bandcamp.com. The album's called Exonerate Me Baby, which is fantastic as well. We're going to play the lead single of this. This is Swamp of Delusion. close the podcast this week with one that I think we both would have picked uh, regardless, a band called Prehistoric Brutalism uh, from Somerset and uh, yeah, I mean, we, we've got to mention it really, uh, this is uh, Stan, who is the son of Joe from Hey Colossus um, yeah, a band we've played many many times on, on this podcast but um, apparently this has come out of the blue like apparently Joe didn't know uh, Stan was making this music and um, it's been a, a pleasant surprise really so it's kind of it's got elements of all sorts in there, hasn't it? It's got kind of death metal. It's got sort of classic metal as well, noisy elements. And yeah, it's a really accomplished release. And I think, like, you know, associations aside, we would have probably played this anyway if we'd been given it because it's just a brilliant release. I mean, yeah. Seems to yeah. be like, a, I mean, I guess it's it's an EP, but um, it's much more accomplished than maybe a debut would um, normally be. Um, very atmospheric. And yeah, just a great, great little release. Um, so yeah, I guess we both would have picked this book. I came across it because um, Joe posted it
1: on, on Facebook. You know, you kind of almost, there was another band actually recently called uh, Warish, you know, Making Waves in, in the US, a kind of a stoner band. I nearly picked one of their um, songs and I'd read a fact about them, uh, we've we've actually played them before and I didn't realise it until recently, but the fact that goes around and the singer's uh, dad is Tony Hawk's, a, you know, skateboarder. And I thought, if I pick this song, I'm, I'm going to consciously, make, you know, not mention that because, you know, like, see it's a t- <laughs> type of type you don't want to follow you around, you know, like it, you want it to be about the band and not and not you know, that type of connection. However, here, you know, I only came across this and I wouldn't have realised unless Joe had posted. And, you know, and it's a kind of a really nice connection, particularly, you know, like with how long we've been following class and all that. So, like you say, it deserves to stand on its own right. And we would almost certainly have picked it without that, without that, apart from the fact that this is how we, you know, we came to be aware of it. It's got so much around it. The atmosphere is is amazing. It's like kind of gurgling, tomb-dwelling vocals and the kind of sludge tone mixed against that kind of fast paced riff. And it, that I think that kind of allows its net to be cast wide. You know, it's got fans of old swampy death doom, um, you know, which has got bits like autopsy or like a lo-fi dead congregation or something like that. And then, you know, sludgy bits, maybe something like silent green and, and, you know, that dirty sludge sensibility in there. Um, it's just like a murky, murky primal music. And, you know, it's brilliant that this is, is being created
0: yeah i can i can hear this on kind of labels like sludge lord or trepanation as well i think they'd lap this up i think they'd absolutely love it it's so good i mean you know like we say associations aside this is just a great release um and yeah the, the sort of early early metal uh influences here i think maybe venom as well like somewhere in there just like that kind of um, primal sound to it really comes through. So yeah, it's just been put up on Bandcamp, so you can get it at prehistoricbrutalism.bandcamp.com uh, The record is called Force Cannibalistic Torment and we're going to play the final track which is Let's Rot. <laughs>